Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Jewishness, Jewishish, with the Jewishness, all the news that's You're fit for us to podcast. That's hard to say. This is an early morning edition of Jewishish, yeah? July oh, 6, 2020. A little earlier than we usually do. We but got plans. The same shenanigans We got news. We got stories for the Jewish and non-Jews. The same thing with All the sports and entertainment you could wish. With singing. With the always talking. irritating Jewishish. And you know... It's that day in the week that we all look forward to. Yes. Murray. Oh, I oh, messed it so up. so screwed yeah, that up. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it another try. It's not you're wild so enough. screwed that up. I, I tried to do it too fast here. Let me try it again. Okay, here we go. This is going to be great. Murray. Oh, you screwed it up again. Oh, gosh. I'm messing this up. Okay, How last try. Is it? You have one job. Murray! Yeah, I got that. And we have a special guest, Murray Iser, today. A golf correspondent to Cities Johnson. That's going to be a real treat, so stay tuned for him coming on. We'll welcome him in a few minutes. Yes. We've been talking about the football team from Washington considering changing its name. The baseball team from Cleveland says that they're looking into it too. The baseball team from Atlanta, though, implied in a statement that they're not looking into it. That's the team that made the Tomahawk Chop famous. Good job, maybe, Washington and Cleveland. Bad job, Atlanta. After the Houston Astros workout yesterday, the star shortstop Carlos Correa talked about the need for players to do responsible things like social distancing if the MLB is to have a chance to play. Correa said, quote, We know what it takes to make this season possible. What we're doing is we come to work out and we go back to our houses. I think that's the key, end quote. But rather than emphasizing Korea's good example, the Associated Press story picked up by ESPN chose instead to make the headline be that Korea has asked his wife not to go to beauty salons until the season is over. That story also downplayed the severity of the virus. Good job, Carlos Korea. Bad job, ESPN and AP, who are apparently willing to say anything to push for sports TV ratings. Here's a baseball and virus story that sounds bad when you first hear about it, but actually may be okay. In June, about 35 major leaguers, including stars like Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Corey Kluber, Paul Goldschmidt, and Giancarlo Stanton, worked out in secret in Palm Beach, Florida. It was organized by Eric Cressy, who's in charge of the Yankees training, and the workouts happened at a couple of training facilities he owns. That part sounds bad, but here's how Cressy describes it. Quote, the health and safety part was hard. We had to have really small groups use all 10,000 square feet of this facility, end quote. The story in The Athletic adds, quote, there were rules for safety, including no sliding and distancing as much as possible, end quote. As far as they can tell, no one got sick. It seems as if they tried anyway, unlike in the story of Tampa Brady in the football workout. And in other news, apparently, Pharrell Williams is having a lot of interesting conversations with Netflix these days. Netflix has given the go-ahead to it for a docu-series called Voices of Fire, in which Williams' uncle, Bishop Ezekiel Williams, will go around Williams' home community of Hampton Roads, building a gospel choir, 
from local talent. Williams will be one of the series' executive producers. A few days ago, it was reported that Williams and Kenya Barris are talking with Netflix about a musical about Juneteenth. In a long Instagram post yesterday, Hilary Duff mocked as a-holes some maskless Hollywood partiers, expressed embarrassment that the U.S. is responding to the virus less well than other countries, and concluded, quote, Oh, and I'm running for president. The last comment is understood to mock another celebrity who seems serious about his presidential campaign, if serious is the right word. Taylor Swift fans have responded to that other celebrity's declaration by urging her to run, but like Hilary Duff, she is not old enough. Band of Ghosts lead singer Eric Belfour had a more serious and apt response. Quote, Do you guys think this is all a joke? That potentially pulling votes away from the only nominee who can defeat Donald Trump is cute or funny? This is the height of privilege. Ultimately, it won't hurt you. You're wealthy enough to survive four more years of Trump. End quote. DJ Vlad was even better, saying that if the supposed candidate, quote, is actually running for president and not doing his usual trolling to promote a new album, then the real reason he's doing it is to split the Democratic vote, which would pull votes away from Biden in order to help Trump get elected. Grimy, end quote. I'm going to call, call the supposed candidate Grimy from now on. Ay, ay, ay. A crummy folk rock guy whom we are all not going to name, and whom the New York Times exposed last year as having sexually harassed and abused a number of female artists, issued another apology, a long one, in the Daily Mail. He said, quote, To a lot of people, this will just seem like the same empty bull bleep apology, end quote. We would like to go on record as saying that in this instance, we're like a lot of people. But here's someone who's not like anyone else we know. The great, the unique, the insightful, Thucydides Johnson, our golf correspondent, here for our special Murray Monday feature. How are you, Thucydides? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. It's Murray Monday, as you know, and I believe you have a special Murray for us. I sure do. I got us a heck of a Murray today. Tell us about him, if it's a him. Murray Kellick. Murray Kellick, great man, was born in Brooklyn in 1905, the son of Russian immigrants Eva and Moisha Kellick. As far as anyone knows, he grew up happily in Brooklyn with his two sisters until one day their father up and walked out on Fortunately, Murray was taken under the wing of his Uncle Max, who introduced Murray to the lucrative business of bookmaking. Murray was a natural at bookmaking. No shrinking violet, Murray was gregarious, likable, impeccably dressed, and a charming man. He could also hold a grudge like nobody's business. He soon met his wife, Rose, and they raised four children in a loving Jewish household in Flatbush. Murray was careful never to talk business on the home phones, and his daughters spoke proudly of their father's profession of making books. No quotes here. It's likely his sons knew what he was up to, though. But here the details get a little foggy. In 1947, his bookmaking business butted up against the also-legal paramutual betting industry. His son described an incident in which ledgers were burned to protect the names of certain clients, allegedly, and the feds left with a garbage can. This was followed by a few months spent in the slammer. In 1948, the family moved to Florida, as Jews have done since biblical times. The family thrived in Miami. Rose opened a very successful string of women's jewelry and lingerie shops uh, in several upscale, swank, well-known Miami hotels. And Murray's bookmaking business again took off. Murray developed a celebrity clientele, Jack Benny and Milton Berle among them, allegedly. 
Rose and Murray divorced in 1968, and Murray then embarked on his next career as a carny in North and South Carolina, a line of work that likely suited his gregarious nature, his love of traveling, and his propensity for philandering. Again, allegedly. <laughs> he eventually returned to Miami, his truest home, but maintained a very full of somewhat mysterious life of travel, grand gestures, loved family, and counseling his grandson about avoiding both gambling, everyone loses, and shixes. A man truly of another <laughs> era, Murray Kalick died in 1987, leaving a Cadillac-sized hole in the hearts of many. That is a great Murray. That is a Murray. You don't hear that Murray That's just everywhere. That's one heck of a Murray. You don't find Murray's like that every day. No, I think, I, think, I think we can safely say it was worth introducing the Murray feature just to hear about that Murray. That's one X X excellent Murray. And 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 it makes you have more of an, It makes you have more of an appreciation of Miami as the great ancestral homeland of the Jews. Well, yes, absolutely. And as we now know since biblical times. Since biblical times, yes, I believe it's uh it's mentioned in Leviticus, and thou shalt go to where is the Copacabana? And uh, we'll have your own cabana there. And maybe, and maybe have a crab or two. Yes, and, and bet on Hylai whenever you have a chance. Absolutely. And sometimes the thoroughbreds. Well, thank you very much for that, that Monday feature. Give us just a quick uh, t take on what happened in the golf tournament yesterday. Oh, yeah, there's not much to say. It was a two-man race between Bryson DeChambeau and Matthew Wolf. You remember we saw Matthew Wolf playing one of the foursomes at uh, Seminole Country Club. Yes. Um, he, he made a great effort, but uh, was kind of behind by two or three early, and it sort of just stayed that way. DeChambeau played great. Um, one was like a 23 under par and has his first victory of the year. He's, um, he's been in the top ten in each tournament um, and finally was able to pull out a win. And I saw there was a controversy with DeChambeau chewing out a reporter for, for uh, filming a temper tantrum of him, of his. He is prone to those. Um, I haven't, I didn't hear about that, but what doesn't surprise me. We, we on, uh, he's a little amped up. We on Jewishish certainly hate when people film our temper tantrums. Well, and our man D. Berger also is not in the field this week. I'm hoping he'll be in it next week. Yes, we need more Jews in the tournaments. All right, thank you very much for that Murray Monday, and we'll talk to you soon about uh, more golf. Wonderful. Wonderful. You did. I'm going to be well. Oh, I missed it again. So Boy, I'm having a terrible one. Just... Right. Murray. All right, there we go. Maybe one of these days you'll hit the notes, too. No, I'm not trying to hit the notes. I'm just trying to get the Murray Monday. Well, All right, take us out. Accidentally. Take us out. I think we already took everybody else out. No, so. go ahead. Give us a farewell. Uh, goodbye. You, you're not going to try to talk us all the way through to the Mana Mana Manas? Should I skip ahead to the Mana Mana Manas? Well, no, I figure. Here's what I figure. Okay? Yeah. What I figure. I figure that if I can just say I figure over and over until we get to the man man manatees then I don't have to exert as much I'm skipping energy. ahead to the man man manatees No you're not, no you're not, don't you dare skip ahead to the... See? man 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 right man man Alright, goodbye and good luck Goodbye, happy, happy schmoozing, schmoozing everybody See ya, goodbye I faded out That was Josh.
Goodbye. Back at it again?